0: Hello and welcome to People Matters Podcast on Spotify. This is Sudeshna, your host, bringing to you the best insights from guests across the globe and industries. Today on the show, we have Kavita Vishwanath from JFrog. Kavita has held a number of leadership roles in companies, namely Microsoft, Flipkart and Oracle. She expertises in sales and B2B strategies. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the future of the tech industry and the skilling needs of the employees pertaining to the needs in 2022. Hello, Kavita, welcome to People Matters podcast.
1: Hi, uh, nice to be here. Thank you very much for having me.
0: So Kavita, the first question that I have for you is that citing the sudden shift to digital platforms, did you feel uh, the need for an immediate skilling of the employees in order to cater to the increasing demand of your products in the market? Yes,
1: absolutely. I think uh, the the massive shift that we have seen with digital transformation taking off for real now, uh, you know, because led by COVID transformation, led by the way the planet has kind of adopted, uh, you know, to the new pandemic that's going on and how everyone has started to work remotely. There are tons of businesses, including our customers, who have no option but to go digital. And this has also increased the demand in the market for engineers who, are, who need to enable digital transformation for a lot of these businesses. So yes, we see a huge gap that exists both in, in our employee set as well as in the market when it comes to hiring in terms of skill sets needed to fulfill this demand. And I would say that it's not just restricted to our products. It's something that we see happening in the ecosystem around us. uh, When we look at developers and we look at the software development lifecycle. And this is where I feel a majority of the investment is happening both from, you know, learning companies as well as uh, the talent out there in terms of how they want to, how they're looking at skilling themselves, whether they're on the job or whether they're off it.
0: All right. So pertaining to the same situation, what has been the picture of hiring graduates or freshers over the last year?
1: I think hiring graduates, uh, especially freshers, is a challenge for uh, you know mid to larger companies. And the reason for that is most of them come with um, theoretical experience and less of practical knowledge. And a lot of the skill sets that we use here is kind of advanced, right? For example, we use Golang, we use RabbitMQ. Now, these are technologies which I would not expect a a graduate or a fresher to have experience on. So I think the the market is kind of tough for them, especially when it comes to SaaS or product companies. But I would definitely say that they have a huge opportunity in front of them because now that they understand the demand for these skill sets in the market, they understand... You know, which way the uh, the demand curve is shifting, all they need to do is, you know, get up to date on these skill sets, have a few live projects experience, and you know, they, they are ready to be hired by larger organizations. As JFrog ourselves, we are now looking at, I wouldn't say um, freshers, but graduates with one to two years of experience to join our teams, which was not the case by the way, last year. We would only look at, you know, really experienced folks. But now we see that. Uh, graduates who have this one, two years of experience, you know, with, with some of these latest technologies are very, very trainable. They come with the right attitude. And I think that's also important when we look at some of the talent out there.
0: So going by your response, as you said that the syllabus is not in alignment with the practical knowledge or the skills that are needed. So do you think that the education system could undergo some modifications which could help the companies meet the skills needs?
1: Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, the, the way I would look at it is the education system builds your fundamentals. It helps you build your problem-solving capabilities. It helps you build on your engineering skills, no matter what stream of engineering uh, syllabus you learn. And it kind of teaches you the basics of how do you apply yourself in the real world. But to start contributing to your job from, let's say, day zero or you know day 30 after the onboarding is done, You need to also have the right skills that makes you successful in this job. And that's the gap that we need to fill through the education system. The only thing I would add is how do you get students exposure to the uh, real life problems or the real world problems out there, right? And we all know internships and projects that come in the final year of uh, a lot of the engineering courses, but I would think that every student should be exposed to industry projects from year one uh, uh, onwards, because this exposure can only build over a period of time. For example, if you have a pool of students who, let's say, start doing uh, industry projects from year one, while they might not do a lot in year one, but they know the kind of problems they need to be solving. And therefore, the focus when they absorb the syllabus is more towards how do you then apply yourself and then take it to the next industry problem that you're exposed to, let's say, in year two, so on and so forth. So I think instead of waiting for the last mile, uh, industry projects, exposure, understanding uh, a bit of problem-solving skills, all of this needs to happen from year one so that our students uh, are not left behind and they are able to catch up with pretty much everything by the time they're out of the, the university.
0: All right. But Kavita, I would like to ask you one more thing that the leaders also always keep saying this, that there is a skills gap between the Gen Z and the senior employees, especially when it comes to the technical skills or the digital skills. So mm. is the situation same for the tech industry also?
1: Yes, I would say that the skill gap is something that is going to be in the market no matter what, because there are also newer technologies coming up as we speak. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I have a skill gap when I look at myself in the DevOps industry and you know, there's a lot for me to learn as well. But I think uh, the important point is How are you aware of this gap and how do you make yourself ready to address this gap that's out there? For organizations such as ours, where we have hundreds of engineers working on live products that are used by millions of users out there globally, identifying the gap in a timely manner and helping or addressing it through the right courses or through the right training, is something that's important. And we can see the impact of that happening on our product immediately, right? Versus the skill gap that exists in the market is, is a very difficult problem for me to solve. So if we are able to address the market skill gap through some of these programs or through a, a difference in the education system, I think that's something that, that will take a longer time to do. But in the short term, what we could do is you know, look at let's say the experienced folks or the lateral folks in the market and look at our own employees and address that gap, you know, through courses and training and other programs that we build over the course of time.
0: But I would like to know how much importance do you give to the needs to balance between the experienced employees and pressures who come up with the latest technical skills or digital skills ready in hand? Yeah, I
1: think uh, I would not compare the two because, you know, the gap that exists for uh, experienced folks is very different because, you know, the background is different and the gap could be more recent because of the changing tech and the new tech stack that we might be using versus freshers who come with a fundamental experience and who come with a limited understanding of, you know, technology or tool sets or languages that we use. To me, these are two different issues and I would address it in two different ways and I would... I would rather use freshers or graduates or those guys with less years of experience on products where I can, uh, let's say, leverage their problem solving capabilities, right? Not everything is about coding or using the new language. A lot of it is about problem solving, is about applying yourself and is about tuning some of the stuff that you already have in the system. So I would leverage their skills there. And then over a period of time, uh, bridge the gap between what they need to do to be let's say a software engineer or a senior software engineer at an organization such as, such as jfrog and slowly uh, you know build a module uh, or build your onboarding to get there versus for senior folks who who already come with experience uh, you know f- uh, bridging this gap is fairly straightforward because it's more about a language or a tool, tool set not uh, being exposed to them so that's a much easier problem to solve
0: all right so As we enter 2022, what do you see as the trend which is going to be having high impact on the decision making in the tech industry this year?
1: By that, you mean skill set or overall high level trends?
0: Overall hiring uh, trend. I think as we move
1: into 2022, the big patterns that I'm seeing emerging in the markets, which is also true for us, are uh, a handful of technologies, especially starting with data science. Data science uh, as a stream is taking off in a big, big way. And therefore, everyone should you should try and pick up a data science skill to see if that's something that aligns with the rest of their capabilities, right? So that's one thing that's definitely emerging. Even in our products, when we think of you know, the roadmap ahead, data science is an important lever or an input because we look at how do we use all the data that we collect through the different tools that we have. How do we use the large metadata and, and you know make sense of it so that businesses can start leveraging some of the intelligence behind it. So this is something that's emerging in a big way. The other thing is uh, cloud computing. And this is something that has been around for a long time. But I would say that cloud native technologies have picked up in a big way over the past couple of years. And this is going to continue over the next couple of years as well. The third thing that we're seeing uh, happening is IoT related technologies, both at devices as well as at the software level. Now, IoT is something that is also emerging. But what's changed about IoT is the demand in the market is the fact that Almost every uh, software company out there is building a product that has to be IoT ready, right? And soon we're all going to be surrounded by devices that will start interacting and talking to each other. So every piece of software that you now see on your mobile phone or on your uh, you know laptop or computer systems, will now need to start interacting with devices around you. So that's the world that we need to prepare ourselves to be in. And therefore, to me, these are the three you know, broad streams that will that has picked up and we will see picking up more as we get into 2022 and beyond.
0: Um, as the skills that you uh, referred to right now are very new in the market, I'm pretty sure that not all these um, existing employees would be skilled with this. So what is JFrog doing to upskill the existing employees with the Uh, you know, skills of data science and cloud computing and every new trend that is there in the market?
1: Two things. One is, um, you know, we we have a very on-the-job learning kind of a program, which is through personal development plans, where we identify the skill gap in each and every employee. And we have a very personalized plan for uh, every individual to bridge that gap right it could be through formal training it could be through our own academy courses we have a jfrog academy that we use uh that we have a lot of content on that we leverage both for internal as well as external training so that's how we address it
0: all right uh so the last question kavita that i have for you is that as a leader what would be your suggestion for all the tech employees across the world which may help them in
1: 2022 i think um if, if you are in the technology world and if you're uh if you if you take your career seriously, you need to be two steps ahead of where technology is. You need to be completely in sync with where the industry is moving. What are the skill gaps that you have as an individual? And you know what is it that you want to build your future in? Technology universe is, is very, very vast. And if you don't identify your niche or your spot there, it's very easy for you to get lost. So I would say that look at yourself, look at your strengths, understand and know where you want to be. And then build a path towards that, either through bridging your skill sets or picking up the right roles so that they give you the right exposure to, uh, to build skills needed to be successful.
0: Thank you so much, Kavita, for joining us on the show. It was great hosting you. And honestly, I believe that your comments were highly insightful for our audience.
1: Thank you so much. Happy to have been
0: here. Stay tuned to People Matters for more such podcasts. See you on the next episode.